0: It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin.
1: Welcome to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I am Natalie, also known as NatFluential on Twitter and elsewhere. And I'm joined with my wonderful co-host, Justin Grant, the Package JG. And I'm happy. That's why I'm talking like this is vibes because the Warriors dominated the Clippers for the most part from beginning to end. Is that what you saw, Justin, domination?
2: Yeah, pretty much. It definitely looked like they were missing their two best players, and that's what it's supposed to look like. So,
1: exactly. Good, good I one. want no close game. If tonight would have been a dog fight, I'd have been tight. Because you know, I was tight about Houston being that close.
2: Right, right. So yeah, they they took care of business. Easy, easy dubs. Good vibes in the in the chat, you know, and good vibes on the court, on the. Pod. Everywhere. I do.
1: <laughs> this is the way y'all can't see me because I'm dancing. It's a good thing we don't do this show on video anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> because I'm happy. I'm like super excited. Seriously. Um. All right. So what? Like, I mean, so I, I. Okay. Where do we start? Like, for me, I think it's the noticeable change with putting Dre and wigs together with that second unit. Like. I just Mm -hmm. feel like that's a big difference maker. So you probably agree, but tell me why that works. And also, is it sustainable over the course of the season?
2: Um, Yes, it's it's as sustainable as Jay's health is. You know, like if he tweaks something or just has to sit out, then it can obviously be disastrous for the starting lineup and that unit itself. But it works because Draymond is essentially the – connective passer and uh, the offensive hub that they need in that second unit to kind of settle everybody down, right? Obviously, Jordan is like a firecracker, right? He's going to make a 1,000 moves and take some quick shots, and sometimes he's going to dribble 50 times in a possession. He needs somebody to kind of settle him down and set him up. Dante is another guy who, for the most part, might make good decisions, but he has his moments where he might just – kind of go off the rails a little bit and try to make a play that is a little risky. Um, And then the other bigs usually that are out there or or wings that are out there are guys that just kind of play off of them and then they might touch the ball and just shoot it real quick, right? So Draymond just kind of gets everybody set up. He, you know, holds the ball at the top of the key. Everybody passes and cuts and stuff like that off of them. And he's also an amazing screener himself. So it just makes it way easier for Jordan and, and Dante and Wiggs to kind of get the shots that they need to get. Um, And then defensively, obviously, he just, he quarterbacks everything. He's going to get the rebound, push and transition. He's going to tell everybody where they need to be. I think they ran a lot of zone in that second unit as well. So it makes it much easier for him to just navigate things from the back line. And, you know, once they get out in transition and get some stops, they got a lot of steals off of it. It makes the offense that much easier. So uh, definitely really, really good addition to that second unit.
1: So Lamb got the Primary bulk of the minutes with that unit. Um, what does that mean for Joku? I mean, I, I, Lamb was solid tonight, you know. Um, he had been looking a little shaky in the last few games. Um, I don't know if that's because two of those were on the road, right? I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit at the, on the last episode that like role players play better at home, so. I don't know if that's what it was, but, you know, he looks solid tonight. So even though some would say I slandered him tonight, I really didn't. I just asked what he did to get like a permanent spot in the rotation, you know, because I get the things that he does well. Totally get it. But also like he makes mistakes. Sometimes he's right out there. And that gets other guys benched, you know? And I feel like it doesn't get... I mean, shoot, like, JP got yanked tonight, like, after blowing a layup, you know? And so I just... I don't know. Like, I mean, Joku was out there tonight, but... And Moody still is not seeing the court. So, I mean, I'm just... Is Lamb a permanent fixture? Like, I just... I don't understand. And, like, I guess I can't really say shit because he played well tonight. But I would, like... Joku to be getting more minutes. And I know Moody, I mean, it's going to be tough with Dante, but I just, I don't, I don't know what to make of it.
2: Yeah. I think Lamb, I mean, Lamb and Moody, that's ne- not necessarily, are, aren't necessarily competing for minutes just right. because, you know, obviously they don't play the same position. Lamb's a little bit stronger, bigger. um And I think he's playing next to Draymond primarily because. You know he he does uh, all the connective things that they needed him to, that they need him to do, and he stretches the floor out a little bit more than Joku does. Like even if he doesn't like, even if he isn't a legit shooter, he's more of a shooter than Joku is, and he gets respected a little bit more than Joku does. And then the little subtle things that he does, like steps run into his corner, he dribbles forward a little bit and allows stuff that corner shot that he loves to get that relocation three stuff that Joku doesn't really do as often. Right?
1: Did you see when it happened? It it was delayed. But it happened. I was like, all right, I got to give this nigga credit. Because- <laughs> 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 Reluctantly, because right. I was having flashbacks to, to Kelly Uber.
2: <laughs> right. And guys who just don't do it, right? So. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just, sorry. Didn't he does the warrior to. things. No, you're good. He does the warrior <laughs> things that Steve Kerr loves. Um, and he, like you said, he had a good game today. So. Position wise, it, it makes sense for now. I do think if they end up making a trade for somebody, another four home player, then he will probably be out of the rotation at that point. Um, and I think Joku is essentially in a in a spot right now where his his starting minutes or like the minutes that are going to start his rotation is going to be next to Steph and Clay and all these shooters that he can just get easy back cuts off of and just kind of be that energy defender that they want him to be. And then that's I think he has an opportunity to get more minutes for sure. Whereas Moody's kind of stuck, is playing behind a, a, a really deep backcourt and wing court, right? He's playing essentially behind two all stars and Clay and Wiggins. Clay is playing at all star level again now, and then you got Jordan and and Steph and Dante. Is just not a lot of minutes to be had uh, outside of the four and five position. So it's kind of tough for Moody's. He's a little bit too small right now to play the four. Um. So yes. Yeah, It's unfortunate because he is a good player, but hopefully he doesn't get too down on himself. And when it's his time, probably later on this season or maybe even next season, he'll be ready for sure.
1: I mean, at this point, unless something happens to Dante, and I'm not wishing that, it looks like it's going to be next season because Dante – well, Dante has – does he have a player option or is it a team option? It's a player option,
2: I think, right? I'm pretty sure it's a player option, and I'm pretty sure he's going to decline it because – if things go the way they're supposed to go, he should be getting a bigger contract than what that player option is, you know, offering him.
1: Yeah. I mean, Joku looks good in his early minutes tonight. Um, and definitely like, you know, Steph can set him up the same way like Drake could. So, I mean, you're right. It's fine. I think I just want to see more Joku. Um,
2: Mm-hmm. i yeah. think i think we end up i think we will um they're just keeping his leash a little bit shorter or just you know i don't really like using the term leash because like, obviously we're not we're not yeah, so, like, human beings. yeah. but <laughs> there you know what i mean though um i think they're just setting the foundation for him early and say all right you can build upon this but we're not going to give you too much just yet uh and I think that's kind of how they should play it, especially with the young guys, because the talent level is there, but the discipline, maturity, consistency isn't always there as it is with the young guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just, I think they should slow play it like how they're doing it right now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, so there were some other things. The defense looks better. The defense looks much better. Um, for sure. And welcome back, Clay. What a welcome sight to see Clay back. You know, I mean, right. he looks really good. I mean, he was a little more quiet in the second half, but he just, just, just looks like Clay. That's the best way I can describe it. I mean, he's not pressing. He's cutting to the rim again. He's not just settling for threes. When he is taking the three, like his feet are set. Like, it's a shot he should be taking. Um, he just looks good out there. So we got Clay back. Next, we got to get Jordan back. We'll get to him in a second. But um, mm-hmm.
2: he's the final piece.
1: He is. But I mean.
2: To the core six, essentially. He's not the final piece to everything. But all the yeah, other six. I guess am wondering,
1: do you still think they need to get another guy like if it because like you said it's dependent on dre's health and i think for you i could be wrong so tell me but like part of it is like you don't like you don't want to have to like just rely on dre i mean we know we need dre so it's like if something happens to dre regardless like they're they're not winning like they need dre but you would like to have someone else to spare dre some
2: is that yeah correct Yes, and you you just need that player in the playoffs as well. You can't you can't rely on Lamb and JMG. Well, I don't even know they would have to sign Lamb, uh, but you can't rely on Lamb and JMG in the playoffs like you did in auto Porter, right? Let's just say anything can happen. Dre fouls out of a game, he gets ejected, he gets god forbid he gets injured, Looney, I same don't want
1: thing. JMG in the playoff rotation, to be honest, like he still hasn't exactly. shown that says he should even be in the rotation.
2: Exactly. Dante so at this point, you
1: should be in the rotation that I can see exactly. out of the top six.
2: Right. So right now you need, you need that eight guy. Um, and it has to be a front court player, obviously, because you already have the starting three perimeter players, plus Jordan, plus Dante, who are all perimeter players. So you need another front court guy like Otto last year that can step in, defend, rebound, hit a shot, still do the warrior like things that they want. Um, That way, you don't have to force Draymond and Looney to play 35, 40 plus minutes every game in the playoffs. And for those 10 minutes that they're sitting, the the Warriors are getting killed, or you're going to have to play Wiggins at the four and make him even more tired throughout the game. You know, it's just you need a complete team to win a championship. You need at least eight guys in your playoff rotation that you can rely on. And you need at least three front court players that you can rely on in the playoffs. Like, that's just. Really, more than three, but you need at least three.
1: And Kerr really play. likes to go nine to 10 deep in the playoffs. He doesn't. So, like, maybe it gets really late and then he just goes nine, but eight would mm-hmm. even be a short rotation for a Steve Kerr team. Um, right. So, let's talk about that because there were some rumors um, today, you know, about the Warriors potentially having interest in Miles Turner and P- Purtle. Oh, is that how I say it? Purtle. Hurdle, there you go.
2: Yeah, it's pronounced nothing like it's spelled.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know those are two guys I've been seeing the fan base um, and people talk about a lot. I'm trying to see who. So Eric Eric Pinkus.
2: Yeah, never heard of him.
1: Never heard of him either.
2: Shout out to him, though.
1: But he's some salary cap strategist. So I don't know how reliable this is, but apparently he was the one who was reporting it. So I don't know, but whether it's real or not, I'm not sure. But Pirtle, I feel like we've maybe talked about Pirtle on here. I'm not sure, but Pirtle is someone who you would be interested in, right? I sort of know how you feel about Miles Turner because his name used to come up last year. I don't know how I feel about Miles Turner though. We'll go to him in a second, but let's talk about Pirtle. Why would he be good for this team?
2: Well, essentially, he does everything that Andrew Bogut did well for us, except he's younger and just a little bit – he doesn't have the injuries that Andrew Bogut had in his body at that point, you know what I mean? So he'll probably be, like, a little – a plus version of Bogut. Um, Rebounds well.
1: Because there was a time that, like, in a certain series where Bogut got
2: benched or, like, you know – like can he? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I think Bogut – like, I think we kind of we miss it, not misinterpreted, but like we look at it differently, like with Bogut, because he got benched essentially because their best lineups were the death lineup. Right. I don't think it was like Bogut can't play. It was just like we're so much better than this team and we just play our five best players that there's really no need to play Bogut a ton of minutes. But they definitely – Bogut was definitely, like, a positive impact player in the playoffs for us just because his rim protection and stuff like that. And we obviously saw that in the 2016 finals when he went down. Oh, of course. And and Kyrie and LeBron, it was just a layup line at the rim.
1: Underrated aspect of what really hurt them in the finals that, like, overlooked.
2: For sure. And and Purdo provides a lot of what Bogut provided. He's one of the best rim protectors in the league. He has been for, for the last few years. He's a great screen setter. He's also a guy that can pass out of the um, high post and, you know, kind of do a lot of like what Sabonis does. He plays in his first system, which, which is very similar to the Warriors as far as ball movement and player movement. So he, he's kind of one of those players that just fits perfectly in the Warriors system. It's just, And then you have a guy like that coming off your bench. He just solidifies your defense even more. So, yeah, I'm all for I'm all for Pirtle for sure.
1: That's what I was going to ask about, though. Why would the Spurs trade him to us, you know? Like, what do we have? Because they don't usually like to trade. To, I mean, granted, they're they're in rebuilding and tanking mode. But, like, they usually don't like to trade to, like, people in the same conference with them, you know? Um, granted, okay. I know we have a different kind of relationship, I think, with Kerr and the Warriors than, like, him just, like, not wanting to trade to the Lakers because of history, or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. wanting to fight Kawhi Leonard, but I, you know, do you think that's something they would do, a trade they would make?
2: I'm not sure. You make a good point with that, but at the same time, you, you also, you know, you just said his relationship with Steve, maybe that, you know, holds some weight to him, and he's just like, ah, right, we're just throwing a bone. Um And depending on what the Warriors give him back, if it's you know, a Wiseman package or something like that, or maybe Moody's included or something. They're they're going to be good. They're going to be getting back a player that they can uh-huh. work with and develop. I would I would hate he for it to be going Moody. To
1: Spurs. Like <laughs> I just know he's going to be so great if he goes there, and then it's just going to be cool. like ah.
2: I would I would hate for Moody to go literally anywhere. I wanted to stay with the Warriors, but you know, in the event that that happens, or maybe they throw in some future picks or something like that, that can off also be you know pretty attractive to the spurs so yeah i mean i guess they could just they can just throw some young guys at them and some picks at them and see what happens
1: all right this is a good discussion and i still want to talk about um miles turner so let's let's get back to it in the next segment next segment thanks for tuning in guys you're listening to golden spaces with Nat and justin we'll be right back